Hello and welcome to Tracks episode 12. I'm Tim. And I am Harry. And we're back! It's been a bit of a funny old few weeks, hasn't it? We went off our um, normal schedule and kind of forgot we had. (laughs) We we went off our tracks and um, (laughs) kind of forgot that we had a podcast. That's not true. We've been working (laughs) really hard and doing loads of stuff, but um, we're back on a normal Tuesday episode and it's so exciting to be here. Mm. I've missed this. Me too. I was itching to get back and it had only been about... We we our last thing we recorded was on, was on a Sunday and it's now Saturday. I was ready to get back by Wednesday. It's great that you think it's Saturday today. It's Sunday today, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> we were meant to record yesterday. <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know who I am or what this is. <laughs> it's tracks. It's your favourite music podcast. And today's episode is a good one. So uh, so without further ado. Let's get into the show. Quick warning, uh, this was recorded out in the lovely sunshine, so you may or may not hear some of Harry's nice neighbours in the background. We hope not. But otherwise, enjoy. Have a good... See you on the flip side. (laughs) Shall we begin? Good to be back. And it's been a couple of weeks, so... On a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Pod going up on a Tuesday. <laughs> it's been a few weeks since we've managed to do this bit, so we've got a bit of material for it, I think. Yeah. Harry, do you have a highlight of the week? A musical do. highlight of the week, sorry. I do, Tim. And actually, it kind of refers back to the last Tuesday episode we had. The episode 11, When Life Gives You Bono, Talk About Lemonade. Yes. Which I'm, the more time, I've said this that title to a few people now, and I realise that it's a joke that made loads of sense in my head, and that people just look perplexed. They're like, when life gives you Bono. <laughs> what? I can't see how it wouldn't make sense. But if you need the prior knowledge that we were going to make an episode about Bono's birthday, yeah, without that, it is absolute insanity. I like to think that our listeners, yes, you listening, are smart enough to understand it. And if not, at least you understand it by the end of the podcast. (laughs) So that's nice, though. It's like it's like a um, a puzzle for them to work out the time. (laughs) What does this mean? Let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. Um, but it yeah, so it, it arcs back to that long time ago when you mentioned a song called Walking the Cow. Yeah, so we were listening to uh, Burn the Witch by Radiohead. Yeah. And I said it reminded me of this weird song I'd heard years ago and I wasn't quite sure why it reminded me of it. And it was a, a kind of rendition from Concerto Caledonia. Yeah. And as I was editing and I was looking for the song, I could not find this version. And I realised the reason why is because the original song is still Walking the Cow and obviously is used in that song. And it is by Daniel Johnston. And I find it hard to say that name because I want to say Johnson, but I know it is Johnston. Um, So I found this... 
it's one of the most interesting kind of things I've picked up in like new new music discovery in a while because yeah. this guy is not a new artist at all. No, and there's 80s, a big story about him. So when when you were editing, you because we had this conversation. Like I I had uh, the way I found that song originally was I don't know where I heard it. I heard it somewhere and I shazammed it. So mm. I knew for a fact that the version I was talking about was a concerto or concerto Caledonia concerto, song. Yeah. And uh, you said, I found a Daniel Johnson thing. And then right, I said, that's not it. I said, no, it's definitely, I've got it here. It definitely is concerto Caledonia. Yeah. And we kind of had a bit of back and forth. And then you found out, you sent me something like, um, some like little background of Daniel Johnson. I was like, oh, yeah. well, knowing how bizarre the song is, that kind of starts to make a bit of sense so yeah and we because it's funny we talked about the kind of childlike vocal of it i yeah. think and that it sounded very lo-fi and stuff and then when you read about this guy it all makes a lot more sense so basically i can't really do a lot of this justice but i know i've got a few things here basically there's a film you can find it on youtube and it's called the devil and daniel johnston that is Johnston with a T. I don't know why, but it's finding, I'm finding that very difficult. Johnston's I've been paint trophy. Yeah, I've been searching Johnston for ages. England sent it back John Stones. That's yeah. all you need to think. Absolutely. Um, also, there's a really short, like, 15-minute video on YouTube, which is like yeah. um, a kind of art piece, uh, sh- just a short film about him, and yeah. somebody made it, I think, last year. So that's really cool as yeah. well. Which I have watched. Yeah, I haven't seen the full documentary, but I have watched that, and it's well. This is amazing. the annoying thing. I'm only halfway through the documentary because yeah. I watched it just before this. Yeah, but um, so the give... story is yeah. brilliant, and this is why I say you should watch the film yeah. because it really it start they start it from the beginning and they go on. But give the very brief uh, synopsis that you gave me when even when we first uh, we first spoke about Daniel Johnston. Okay, so Daniel Johnston is. I think a south of North America, um, <laughs> Central America, then yeah, um, man, and he writes very since the age of like something like seventeen or something. I think when he was at college, he's always been an artist, and he's written tape like music, and he had them on tapes and stuff. And it's he writes them on these um, little recorder things, and they're yeah. really lo-fi, like hard to listen to, kind of unbelievably lo-fi because it's practically a, just a tape recorder that's yeah. all it is and so the reason why it's very interesting is because of his he's such an earnest he has such an earnest voice in his songs not vocally just in general the way everything he puts across is very honest and we've basically found out he had um some sort of mental illness. It was um, related to... I, th- I saw something about bipolar. It was definitely depression, like manic depression. And it's. I think it It was different in different stages of his life. But there was, if you watch the documentary, there's certain points that people always remember. So when he started college, he moved away. And he was... People started to notice he was a little bit different then. Um, so he moved back and lived with his parents and stuff. And the reason why I think he is a really prominent person that I'm so amazed I haven't heard of is because 
he writes so much. There's so yeah. there's like a tape every couple. Of, like he, okay. So I think the first thing he of his was Songs of Pain in 1980. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm literally looking at his uh, release history here, and yeah. so he put out he put out what seems to be his first album, which was a 20 song album as well. Yeah, in 1980, which like you say is Songs of Pain. Yeah. Then by he's 1985, others, he was on his ninth album. Yeah. And these are all. There's 15, 18, 30, 27. Well, he would just, because of the production value, he could just yeah. write as many songs as he could. And the, the funny thing is, and I've got this little quote from what I've seen so far, and I love it. Um, he writes a lot about this unrequited love of this girl that he's been in love with forever. Um, Laurie, that's the name. Um a lot of it is about what it's like to be an artist, what it's like to be him, and he's, it's so honest. Like, And there's this quote, he's watching a little video of Laurie, because like, he used to video a lot of stuff, because he's always been an artist, he's always been drawing, making films and stuff. And he has this video of uh, Laurie, and he says, and he's just watching it in awe. And he's like, she inspired a thousand songs, and then I knew I was an artist. And it was it's true, because it, every other song is relating to a similar subject but it's yeah. within a different place or within a diff- different time which is why I find it really important that he poignant, uh, really important that he dates his albums and yeah. or his tapes and stuff because every like you go to 1980 and he's talking about one thing and then uh, 1983 I believe it was Hi How Are You came out and this was kind of his breakthrough yeah. tape so this is this was uh the the only album of all of these that i've listened to start to finish yeah and almost couldn't like it's it's quite emotional like mm. it's a really trying album not in a way that you shouldn't listen to it. i advise anyone listening to this to seek this album out it's on spotify so it's easy to get your hands on this but one has walking the cow on it I'm yeah so right. that's that was our starting point into yeah. the world of daniel johnston and it's amazing it's such a honest, frank, kind of, uh, just a snapshot of what his life was like at this moment. And mm. knowing that he had been in and out of various institutions and, um, you know, was suffering with many things throughout many parts of his life. Mm. Well, that's why there's his, one of his albums, 1990. Um, I believe from what I've seen or what I've read is that that came out there's a lot more production value in it and i will refer to a song just quickly after um that is the album where he was having a big mental breakdown basically and please go and watch the documentary because it goes into it a lot more than that i possibly can yeah but things really get a bit hard and it's um, difficult for people to kind of be around him and not worry for him, not worry that he'll hurt somebody or himself. And he is definitely a, he has a problem yeah. that he almost, um, I don't know necessarily if, cause I, when I first looked into this, I thought he always had, was always in that kind of stage and that caused him to write what he did. But obviously there are different stages where he's a lot worse. Yeah, and... I yeah, I think people kind of, you go through moments of, it's like anyone, you go through moments of wellness mm. and moments of sickness and it's no different with uh, mental 
illnesses i think you know as one of the things i really connect to is i you know i certainly have never kind of suffered with the kind of things that he has to the extent that he has but one of my favorite artists at the moment is ezra Furman because he speaks a lot about uh sort of certain mental illnesses and uh just struggling with day-to-day life in various different ways and i very much uh kind of see myself as having many of those issues at times as well and i think it's rare i think it's really rare and uh it's very rare i think the honesty of it is it makes it easier for anybody to listen to that's why everybody absolutely was i think really into him because he was giving his tapes to like everybody and people were noticing that he was something kind of special. And um, when you listen to it, you can't help but notice that, you know, sound quality is a bit bad and that. But you know, not just, you don't have to just know his backstory, but you have to know that he is honestly just getting some music, yeah. writing and putting down what he's feeling. Yeah. And that is what a song should be. And yes, it may not be great, especially when he... He has this little breakthrough where he goes gets onto an MTV, and that's like his lifelong dream. Um, and he picks up the guitar because he doesn't want to play piano on stage, I think. And uh, he just can't play it. He just yeah. smashes the thing around with his fingers, and it's just not good. But it it just works. But it is, because it's... Uh... So in one of the previous episodes, while we were at The Great Escape, we were talking about her, and how... Um sometimes they seemed a little bit too perfect and how like it's nice to have the rough edges and when i listen to daniel johnson one of the things that really reminds me of is um i don't know if you're kind of familiar with what's known as outsider art yeah which is kind of uh you know visual art made by whether it's uh people who are basically people who are incarcerated whether it's uh through mental unwellness i've or... seen that in a in some kind of writing about daniel johnson yeah so I went to a thing at the Southback Centre last year, which was uh, an exhibition purely of um, purely of art uh, by people who were incarcerated for criminal activities of varying degrees. And uh, it wasn't necessarily, you know, the art itself wasn't necessarily the best art you'll ever see. But in terms of um, human feeling and emotion and the things you took from looking at what they were creating... It was totally emotive more than anything that people who are leading, you know, a quote unquote normal life can Mm. kind of really create because you go into it with a certain image of what it's like to be in prison. And so you come in into it with all this sort of uh, feeling anyway, and it adds so much more to what you're looking at and you feel their kind of suffering and their pain through their art. And I think with Daniel Johnston, it's kind of a, it's a real human connection of like, I I know, I kind of know not how it feels to be you, but how hard it must be to be trying to cope with these things. And it's really amazing that he's trying to deal with it through this medium. Do you think, I have my own answer to this, but do you think when you hear his music, you understand everything? Or do you think the context behind it, so knowing the life he lives and stuff like that, changes your emotion and reaction to the totally. music? I totally think the latter because like I say when I I like Walking the Cow mm. I liked it the first version I heard but just because I thought it was a weird scratchy little song that was just and kind of and it's so out of like 
like it's um it's I saw somebody say something about like he was a huge Beatles fan apparently yeah. and um something about his chord progressions he he really wasn't afraid of doing different yeah. things I don't know why I've related that he's a Beatles fan but I think you know they were a bit like that they yeah. wouldn't stick to their I I think it is it's in terms of being uh, kind of not caring about what the kind of like say about chord progressions what the standard chord progression is what people say sounds good just kind of doing what you think sounds good and being a bit of a kind of anarchist and a revolutionary in that way i find a lot of inspiration in that because i i I, when i sit down to write a song or something i often am burdened with the make sure this doesn't sound kind of bad or make sure you get this right kind of thing instead of make sure you like it it's probably what comes with you know from your point of view being a a trained musician in that you've you know you've been to university as a musician and got a degree in that it's kind of you've got all this suddenly it also adds all this weight onto you of like this is what music is and this is how music well, the is annoying written. i think the the annoying thing is is that i started off learning everything myself and then when i went to uni that's people trying to like teach you how to actually someone actually told me that i was holding the guitar wrong and i stopped going to those um, one-on-ones which I shouldn't have done because I was paying for them but but it's annoying isn't yeah. it because I, I remember this um, Goran Ivanisevic a tennis player who eventually won Wimbledon he's a bit of a kind of cult hero in British tennis I remember I think it was him reading something about when he was like 26 27 something like that so he'd been a professional tennis player for a long time already he got a coach who said you're holding the tennis racket wrong you're not holding it right you have to change your the way you hold that and he said no <laughs> i'm a good tennis player this is how i hold it it's exactly. not there's not a right way to do it and it's the same kind of thing of like if you're a talented musician and that's how you hold a guitar that's how you hold a guitar yeah there was nothing wrong with it. i still do it now i don't <laughs> know what they, something about it it was hurting my wrist the way he asked me to do it i was just yeah. like what no yeah it was infuriating Exactly. But yeah, he's he's basically I'm sure he just learned everything himself and he's like his even his writing style like he, he he rhymes a lot and his his lyrics sometimes he'll just kind of throw in at certain moments and stuff like yeah. sometimes it just doesn't make sense but you never think that during the song. But I don't I, I don't even you know you say I think he learned stuff. I don't even think he'd learn anything. I think it's purely just like it just bubbled up mm. out of him like if there was no instruments he would have also made his little piano and whatever, mm. and he would have made his recording equipment. He would have he made, made it all. He like, made a recording studio or, or a recording area out of his friend's push-up bench. I don't know what you actually call those things. Like a gym um, thing. Yeah. <laughs> we, what is a gym? <laughs> Dime? <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's like, in, like in Simpsons when Homer goes into a gym. He's, he's walking down the street. He goes, Gaim? What's a Gaim? And he walks in. He goes, oh, a Gaim. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Groening, by the way. Our best friend. Um, uh, there's, it's weird because there's... A, I've, I've got like nine songs I want to play, but I won't. Um, I want to play... I'd like to play two, if that's okay with you. I would love it if you played two. Um, the first song is a little bit, um, it's a more polished one. It's on the 1990, um, tape and it's called Some Things Last a Long Time and it's quite 
a delicate tune and it's nice. It's used in the documentary a lot. And okay. uh, I'd like to play that now. It's still on my wall. Another one that I'll be playing, a little bit different, is from the Don't Be Scared, uh, 1982. Um, the song is called The Story of an Artist. Listen up and I'll tell a story About an artist growing old Some would try for fame and glory Others aren't so bold Everyone and friends and family Saying, hey, get a job Why do you only do that only? Why are you so odd? Yeah, that was amazing. I, I love this guy and I... So I I just find it interesting and a shame, and with our global reach and our huge power of influence in England, I would mm. I would love to think that we could maybe get one or two people. To I really listen hope so. to some Daniel Johnson. So just quickly, the Devil and Daniel Johnson. Just search on YouTube; you can find it. Yeah, send me the link. You will definitely want to yeah. keep listening to this person. Yes. Thank you, Tim, and listeners, for listening to me talk about a thing at the beginning of the podcast. And now, Tim, it is your go to do that. That sounds like it's so pre-recorded. It's like, um, it's like you. I have recorded a thing. It's <laughs> like, like a voicemail thing on uh, on FIFA when the commentators are like, "This is the first team that this player has scored against this team in the home fixture against this team." So I just say their name. You're not fooling anyone. But anyway. To get back to the point, my uh, musical highlight of the week was a compilation that came out this week. It's called... Actually, something this week. Yeah, it came out on the, I think, 26th of May. Right. And it's called Day of the Dead. And Day of the Dead is the 25th compilation release benefiting the Red Hot Organisation, an international charity dedicated to raising funds and awareness of HIV and AIDS. So it's a fundraising compilation of a huge amount of very, very good music, uh, including artists such as War on Drugs, uh, Kurt Vile, uh, The National, and many, many big, more. Big bands. So it's got quite a kind of country feel throughout but um, I was just very uh, kind of excited and inspired by the cause. And I think what better way, you know, to do a bit of Bob Geldof and uh, raise money through music. And loads of artists have clearly got on board. I'd never really I'd never really heard of the charity. A frightened rabbit on that list. They could well be. 
you said the National and that. I was just thinking of these other bands that so, are similar. So some well, more not similar, but Mumford and Son are on there. Yeah, uh, Wilco, Charles Bradley, uh, Local Natives. Oh, I love them. The Walkman, the Flaming Lips, loads of people. Basically, absolutely loads of people. It's an amazing album, an amazing mm. cause, and uh, it hasn't necessarily kind of like Daniel Johnson has kind of potentially changed your life. It's not kind of some profound thing that's touched me this week in terms of I haven't heard something that I will never be able to listen to anything the same again. But I think as a musical project and some a great collection of tunes, and if you're going to buy something this week, this is the best thing to go and buy. It's called War on Drugs. It's out on CD. It's called War on Drugs? No, it's not called War on Drugs. It's called, <laughs> it's called Day of the Dead. Stop laughing. We're going to cut that. <laughs> Love it now. Don't cut everything you don't I've like. I've had three beers. <laughs> it's called Day of the Dead. Yeah. It's really great. I've listened to it a number of times on Spotify. I hope that has donated some way. Mm. But probably not. So I'm probably going to go and try and buy a physical copy of it as well. I don't think they'd put it on Spotify if it didn't have some kind of... Yeah, I mean, you artists make a bit of money from Spotify, don't they? Yeah. And I would also like to think, and maybe we can pressure them into it a little bit, when there's something like this which is for a really great cause. Up up your fee for a listen, Spotify. <laughs> what do they get, like a quarter of a penny? Like, yeah. Give them ten quid a listen. Just do it. Do it. So... The song I would like to play from it is called Eyes of the World. It's by Town National. I don't know if that's a band or an artist. I'm Town National. T-A-L National. I, I feel like that's probably just a person, but I'm not really sure. Town National. Either way, it's a really great track. One of the ones that really stood out to me when I was listening to this album. And hopefully a bit of an influence for you guys to go and consume it consume it in whichever medium you wish to National. As we were listening, you asked me where they're from, so I can uh, exclusively reveal here on Track Show that they are from uh, Niami in Niger, so African band. Yep. Um, it's also got a really cool album cover. I'm gonna say that. You're so, a fan of your album covers. I'm a designer. Exactly. I like this kind of stuff. I like the looky stuff. <laughs> One thing which was, I'm just gonna put this out there now, which was a contender for my highlight of the week. Did you see? Uh, the thing about the sleeve on Black Star this year, this week. Yeah, that's how it's cool been, it's is been that? Been around for a few weeks now. I only saw it this week, and I, mm. my heart melted. I want to know who the first person who noticed that someone who accidentally left his record. Yeah, on the just side. like oh shit, oh, I can't play it out here. I'll leave it on the grass. How many people do you think have uh, melted their vinyl trying to? <laughs> for people who don't know what we're talking about. David Bowie, Black Star. Uh, the sleeve is all black with a big white star 
yeah. in the middle. You take out uh, the record and the kind of whatever the insert thing is called. I don't know what sleeve? to call it. No, the sleeves, the the big card oh, thing. You know the, the, the insert, <laughs> the thing which holds the record within. Yeah, you take that out as well. What you get is an all black piece of card uh, with a star cut out on the front. You leave it out on the sun and on the inside of it, uh, on the black bit, gold stars light up. So it almost looks like the kind of gal- a galaxy. It almost looks like uh, the greatest man who ever lived is smiling down on us from heaven giving us a little wink and saying, well done for finding that, lads. It, is there any more on there? I, I there's, reckon maybe yeah, there's something there's else. There's so much there. in there. There's so much in there. David, If you leave just... that record playing, has anyone done that yet? I don't, is there maybe the thing is, thing? like, it's not like with a We've CD. I know, I know growing up, uh, there was always that thing of if you leave a CD running... Yeah. A minute and thirty later, then you find something extra with vinyl. You can't do that because it just uh, well, you see there's no more grooves, and you've got. To I end. guess yeah, that's what I'm saying. It would definitely be known by now if that were true. Yeah, um, but there's definitely. Like, Hang on a minute. There's like <laughs> there's like a massive gap still. But yeah, that was that was amazing. I I love that guy, and I'm sure he's left us some more surprises. We'll be finding them in two thousand years. He will be like. Uh, when we went and like uh, smashed into some pyramids and stuff and found all these like things of old pharaohs, yeah. Bowie secrets will still be coming out. But back to my uh, highlight of the week, before we push on to the next part of this podcast, Day of the Dead. It's out on Red Hot Organisation Records, I don't know. Red Hot Organisation are the people who have put it out. It's for an amazing cause. Go buy it. Thank you. And good night. Not good night. Thank you, and there's loads more of the podcast to come. It might be. Harry, did you know that on this day in 1884... Dr. John Harvey Kellogg patented the flaked cereal. Wow. Okay, don't feign too much uh, amazement because... How yes, are you going to link it to the show? <laughs> <laughs> we have so completely run out of ideas <laughs> that we are now building an entire episode of the fact that on our release date, cornflakes were patented for the first time. And what day, what day, <laughs> and what time of the day do you eat cornflakes? Well, for me, it's usually 2am. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. Really? Um, no, the, I'm going to guess the morning. Yeah. For me, I'm lactose intolerant, so it's never. <laughs> but I remember them. Do you not want them dry? Ugh. Do you eat them dry? Is no. that a thing? No, it's not. But, um. you know, if you really want cornflakes, have them dry. I feel like if you if there's no crisps in the house, I maybe would go there. They're a bit like crisps, right? No, no, but like really dry. tiny ones <laughs> tiny that are kind of tasteless. Chips, by the way, for American listeners. Yeah, chips. Yeah, chips. <laughs> <laughs> they all turn off. Yeah, unsubscribe. Chips, <laughs> you bastards. Like, 
was going to say Bellend, but Americans <laughs> don't say Bellend, do they? Bellend. 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 <laughs> Enough of that. Moving on. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, we are very uh, seamlessly segueing from Kellogg's being <laughs> patenting cornflakes on this day to the morning. Morning music. If you, like us, are people who uh, don't want to engage with your subconscious in any way, you wake up and anesthetize your brain with just music so it's all muffled out, everything that's happening in your head. Mm. That's what I do. There's always something playing. I hope that's what you do too. Yeah. Never engage with it. It'll break you. Um, <laughs> but we all like to listen to some morning music. Yeah, for the ones that aren't listening to Track Jam in the morning. Yeah, exactly. Please let us know what you're listening to. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're going with the remainder of this episode. What do we like listening to in the mornings? <laughs> <laughs> it's well rubbish. It's like those people who do a... Um, like an afternoon radio show yeah. Monday to Friday and they're like so text us in if you also have had a problem with your lawnmower ours <laughs> oh, is much more general yeah. <laughs> mornings exist <laughs> what do you do when you have them but it's in all uh, remote seriousness it is a time when I really like listening to music yeah it's one of the most important musical moments of my day I found this question interesting because as I was thinking about the songs I do kind of listen to or would like to listen to, I was thinking, what makes a good morning song? Is it an energetic thing or is it something that's a slow builder or is it something that's really heavy? Obviously, some people would love that. Some people might just want something really calm. It's uh, to go into uh, my selection it is something that, in my relationship with my girlfriend, is quite a relatively important uh, area of conflict. Because what Becky, my girlfriend, likes to listen to in the morning is things like Royal Blood. And, like, driving heavy things to, like, get her awake and ready for the day. No... She's wrong. Yeah, she is wrong. Because, as I'm going to go into now, when I wake up in the morning, I have, I think, five various uh, Spotify playlists, uh, various assortments of... That you made? Yeah, Mm. of uh, Motown and soul music. And that is what I listen to pretty much every morning when I first wake up. That's what I want to listen to. I want to listen to some just like smooth, happy kind of joyous amazing incredible historic music and becky wants to listen to heavy stuff to really get her pumped for the day it does the opposite to me although i do know that becky has to get up at around 5 a.m is it yeah at 5 to 6 a.m five She's and i wonder if she uses these things as a kind of energy drink yeah uh, or some yeah. kind of, you know, I need something to yeah. wake me the hell up. Yeah, the things we would listen to before a football match, she yeah. would just listen to to get up and go to Get work. psyched. Yeah. Whereas I am a layabout freelancer and I wake up at nine o'clock and listen to some Motown. Oh, got my own time. Yeah. I'm making my own song and I can't think of something quickly. Yeah. But for me, this is uh, how I like to start my day. My kind of default... 
uh, mood when I wake up. I'm not really a morning person, so I'm generally a bit annoyed that my alarm's gone off at all times. Yeah. No matter what time it is, it could be a half ten alarm and I'll still be quite annoyed by it. I'm often in denial at the time. Like, yeah. no, there's an, the, the clock's wrong, probably. <laughs> we have an annoying thing where we um, we have an alarm clock by our bed that has been an hour behind forever. And I look at it and I say, oh, that must be the reason. <laughs> it's half six, yes. So, to uh, give you a little insight into what I like to listen to in the morning... I'm going to play a typical song that I would put on first. It's a bit of Marvin Gaye, and it's Stubborn Kind of Fella. little musical moment I walk in and Tim is still listening to it shaking his head because things like Marvin Gaye The Supremes you know Martha Reeves Stevie Wonder this kind of stuff you can't not dance to it so Mm. if there's anything that's going to force you to get out of bed it's the fact that all you can really do in bed is kind of flail your arms around a bit and a bit of an embarrassing shuffle like that's going to get you upright out of bed dance around the bedroom in your pants and slippers there's a little uh, and Harry knows what my slippers look like so there's a little mental image for him right. <laughs> everything Adidas <laughs> everything Adidas yeah. is I'm, I'm not I'm not a child come on now <laughs> so that is what wakes me up very first thing in the morning how about you okay so um eventually ah uh... uh... <laughs> I will get out of bed and I will this is the point where I leave the door right to walk to work and it's one of the most depressing times oh so you you're, you've gone straight from bed to yeah. the door yeah uh, it's just this is because this is how I've used this song usually Mm-hmm. Is when I'm leaving and I realise that there is no way I can stay in bed now. It's 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 a have to happen kind of thing. So I'm out and I put on Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. Just to convince yourself that it's not a shitty world where you're on your way to a shitty job that you don't want yeah. to do. And I always think, oh, it's stupid to play one of these songs. Because obviously people play it at this point in their life or their day. But it still bloody works. I mean, you... Just put it on, and I walk up the road like I'm in some kind of jolly film. Yeah, it don't, these um, things are uplifting. This is what I mean. Motown was all about painting this, you know, a picture that was completely untrue of like uh, being a black American in the fifties is so fun and so amazing. And it was obviously there were huge steps made to uh, initiating these people into American culture. But at the same time, actually, for a lot of people, especially in the South of America, 
uh, being a black person at that time was very, very miserable. Mm -hmm. But it was painting a picture that it wasn't. But it gets in your head. What a wonderful these, world it could be. These are be. happy songs. And this song, it's like, this is such a happy song. I'm happy now because I'm listening yeah. to it. It must be a wonderful world. Yeah. Don't know much about history. Don't know much biology. Don't know much about a science book. Don't know much about the French I took. But I do know that I love you. And I know that if you love me too, what a wonderful world this would be. Don't know much about geography. Don't know much trigonometry. Don't know much about... Thank you for that. Um, so that was beautiful. That uh, I think they might be the two best songs we've ever started an episode on. Yeah, or started a section of an episode on. S section two. Yeah. So um, you're going to give me your next song. Uh, By the way, we don't know how many we'll do. We'll just see how it flows. Am yeah. I correct? Yeah, man. Because that's um, what we do. So um, I was thinking of if I. Something I maybe don't listen to that much in the morning, but when I started thinking about this subject, I thought this would get me out of bed. Not only because it has the line, I woke up early this morning, but just because it's another just, it's a morning tune and it will get me out of bed. And I, like I say, I want to be energised by morning music. I don't want to be woken up by brute force with heavy metal or anything like that I just want to be soulfully beautifully brought into the day you just absolutely really annoyed me because you said the lyric and I've got it in my head and I still just can't work out what it is you... I'm singing it in my head yeah are we I mean I can play it or we can just like leave Harry in some <laughs> painful moment no play it because it hurts okay one two three I woke up early this morning I don't think y'all heard me I woke up early this morning I don't think y'all heard me I woke up early this morning I don't think y'all heard me I woke up early this morning But I still ain't see the sun I don't think you'll heard me. I woke up early this morning. Yeah. I feel like... I don't know if I've ever played that first thing in the morning. It's one of those songs that I... Certainly when we went out to uh, the Hope and Ruin, Brighton's very own Hope and Ruin, the other week, uh, they played it late at night and everyone lost their mind. Oh. Okay, that's why it might be fresh in my mind a little yeah. bit then. But I feel like... That is something, even if it's not part of my morning routine at the moment, it absolutely should be, because that mm. is an energising first thing in the morning song. And that... Every song like we've a... picked so far, hasn't we haven't been able to really turn off that quickly. Yeah. We've just been kind of yeah. dancing or jigging to it. Yeah, I feel like the soundtrack to this episode is going to be up there. It's going to be peak tracks. So do you have anything on that theme of uh, things you should listen to in the morning but maybe haven't previously? 
Well, yeah, like, just listening to that, I was going through what I've kind of picked so far, and I'm I'm thinking... I've thought of something else. You're thinking you've thought? I'm thinking I've thought of something. Okay, the reason I'm going to go for this song that I have in my hand <laughs> um, is mainly because it's one of my favourite songs ever. 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 Forever, ever. Forever, ever. Um, also because, well, I think because that, I have really good memories of, I first see festivals and things. Of, like the, the, When you kind of wake up at a stupid hour in the morning after going to bed at a stupid hour at night, and you don't feel great, but you wake up and crack open a cider at 8am. The and, glory days. Is yeah, like, <laughs> like these... This song reminds me of that kind of thing and um, being at uni and just kind of, I don't know what time I woke up there, but I just have really good memories with this song. Uh, I don't think there's anything I'd rather wake up with. Waking up in alcoholism. Yeah. Yes. The song is Wildfire featuring Little Dragon by Subtract. I absolutely adore Subtract. I love that name. Subtract. So let's give it a whirl. Everyone put on your wooden masks and... I could bet all of the riches that I ever had Rushing the night like a shark, babe, would it be bad? If I had to sit along cause the pills that are on up my back You must die, nothing else can leave me off track I'm not, uh, I saw Subtract once, but I'm not really uh, au fait with any of their stuff, which is uh, a bit of a, the opposite of a badge of honour. Have you a heard, badge of shame. have you heard their second uh, album with um, Ezra Koenig? Uh, is that the, my girl got a little bit, and I got New a little bit, New, New York, yeah, I have heard that, brilliant, yeah. that's great, my girl, my got, girl a got a little stick, yeah, amazing. So, do you ever have those songs that you uh, maybe in your younger life have used as an alarm tone and therefore will be forever ingrained in your brain as a a morning song? Yeah. When I was just a little boy, I asked my mother, what shall I have as my ringtone? <laughs> and she said, uh, download a polyphonic version of feeders just a day and it was literally the worst but if anyone knows that song you know the kind of basic riff <laughs> i feel like it. some listeners might not know what polyphonic means so polyphonic <laughs> is exactly what it sounds like what's poly five yeah yeah so there's basically five i don't tones. think i listen to bass that young though to be fair but still so there's basically five tones and they have to make every single song in the world out of these yeah <laughs> And it was the absolute talk of the town at one point, wasn't yeah. it? Everyone was just swapping their new songs. Yeah, their new polyphonic ringtones. And some of them sounding really good. Some of them weren't as and I, good. I literally remember, because you had to pay... The thing is as well, like now you can just put whatever you want as ringtone. You had to pay like three quid. This is when I, I was like 14 or something. And you have to pay three pounds for a polyphonic ringtone. So you mm. better make it a good one. 
So I remember being on like an, a website where you could play like a five-second sample of each song, and I was trying to find something that would be like a song I would like, but it's also kind of cool. I can have it go off in school, and everyone's like, oh, this guy. And like, what I for some reason, what I chose was Feeder. <laughs> but because... Um, Basically, the hook is da 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 da, yeah. And like it was like boop 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 boop, <laughs> and I was like, ah, it's good, it's really good. <laughs> really bad version. It was rubbish. I would love to hear it now. <laughs> <laughs> but that was what I had as my through my years of having a paper round when I was getting up at like God knows what time, like half five something like that to go and cycle around Hove and deliver newspapers for like three years. Mm. That was the song that woke me up uh, every morning. So it's still a song I love to this day, but it's just always going to be part of my mind as like being 14 years old and having to wake up at silly o'clock. It's my alarm song. It's Feeder, Just a Day. I'm glad you've gone on to ringtones and things. Yeah. This is a song that I feel like it wasn't that long ago. I Please don't play the crazy frog. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, an album that came out when I was at college was uh, Vampire Weekend. What was the name of the album? First album? No. Contra? Yes. Okay, so from that album, I remember at college, my ringtone was the same for two years. Yeah. And I still love this song. I I did hate it in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think I had some Sony phone and I could do I don't know how to do it on your iPhone. So alarm or ring? This was alarm. This was in a morning alarm. Lovely. Okay, so I woke up to this. I could never... It's Vampire Weekend Cousins, for people that don't know. Yeah, sorry. Um, I loved it, and I would always have to get to the little guitar solo. I always had to get to that bit at least, and then I would turn it off. It's got to be one of the most uh, like two years. energetic songs ever, so it's perfect for a morning. It's so vibrant, like you yeah. can not wake up. Definitely that, wakes you up, but it's. I, I have heard that it's best to have something gradual for a morning for an yeah, alarm. Yeah, it's too. It's too abrupt. Don't start it's with way too. <laughs> it's way too abrupt. Mm. So, 
Uh, final and potentially ultimate morning track. Do you have one? I do. Uh, okay, so I don't really know how I want to go about this because I want people to understand what it would be like to wake up to this. So, okay, everybody who's listening, I don't care where you are. I want you to just close your eyes. So this My is eyes the, are closed, this Harry. This is the first time we've done anything like this. <laughs> so, it is 6, 6.58. You're fast asleep, your eyes are closed. Okay, it's nearly 7. Pure Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but it's excellent. Oh, man. So I mean, good. I feel like there's an interesting uh, subtext to that, in that anything that makes you click will probably wake you up quite well. Yeah, first thing I can't... did was... <clears throat> <laughs> and you want to kind of get up in yeah. a certain dance. Yeah. Um, Again, another like I said earlier, a dance that's difficult to do in bed, so you're probably going to get up and... You're going to look a bit like Carlton from the Fresh Prince Bel-Air and you're just going to be <laughs> clicking to Tom Jones. It's also something that is in 500 Days of Summer. And as oh. if you know me, then you know that that is my film, my go-to film. And it's, you know, yeah. he gets up, he has sex with the wonderful girl, Zoe is this, Chanel. Is this spring or autumn or whatever she's fucking called? Uh, summer. <laughs> Shut up. Autumn is who he meets later on at the end. <laughs> And oh, yeah, uh, of course, it's called dances, 500 Days of Summer. Uh, he dances, and uh, yeah, so so that is my ultimate choice. And now it is your ultimate choice. My ultimate choice is something that at least, I would say at least four days a week, every week since it came out, I listen to in the shower. So there's a mental image for you all. <laughs> Too many mental images. Disturbing ones, I mean... <laughs> It's getting worse. At least this I, before and after the slippers. At least I slipper had slippers dance. and pants on earlier. <laughs> now it's it's all gone horribly wrong. Uh, but uh, I feel like you know, Harry, where this is going because you watch me in the shower sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a band that we both absolutely love. Okay. And um, I'm going to be honest, my, as I've said earlier, I'm not a morning person, so generally my uh, mindset in the morning is I hate everyone and everyone hates me and I'm just a miserable bastard. And I find that the lyrics to this song are very uplifting and make me want to go and go to work and make the best of myself and be the best version of me that I can possibly be. And those key lyrics are the whole. The whole song is very uplifting, but the key lyrics are uh, still always remembering when the going gets tough that the labours of our love will reward us soon enough. So, as I've already alluded to, it's the Growlers, and the song is "Going Gets Tough." And I feel like if there was ever a song to get me motivated, 
to get out there for the day. It is this. legit link and actually yeah. do an episode which isn't completely forced and <laughs> stupid <laughs> but today it's complex so uh shout out to uh colonel kellogg's or whatever your name was and um we're gonna leave you with uh the undisputed ultimate morning song indeed do you want to introduce it harry because it was your choice i'm not gonna try and take credit for it <laughs> Uh, yeah, so taking us out, Bob Marley, Three Little Birds. That was episode 12. We are back to normality. I hope you enjoyed it. Please get in contact with us. If you like stuff, or you got any questions, or... It's like, not wanting to slag you guys off, but we are uh, at least nine times a day looking at the stats. And there's fucking loads of you out there at this stage. There are absolutely loads of people listening, and it's so amazing and heartening for us to see all these numbers we love it so much but we're still not hearing from you guys look us up we're on twitter at track show yeah we're on facebook at track show forward slash track show on facebook if you've got some ideas for a theme if you've got a song you like you want us to hear that we you don't think we know yeah. anything at all tweet us or email us and we just want to hear from you yeah, we love you. We do. There are literally hundreds and hundreds of you at this stage. Yeah. Call you're me. Part, you're part uh, of a gang. Like, <laughs> you're, you're just a part of a big group. We all love this show and we Jack's love this gang, show. Jack's gang. Yeah. You're in with the Jack's crowd. No, 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 no. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back uh, same time next week. No more disrupted schedule for the time being we love you you love us everyone loves everyone so true and uh, it's amazing so thank you for being part of tracks we will see you next week bye hasta la vista bye <laughs>